All right, guys, it is officially time. Subversive Beauty is beginning and I have the lovely and talented and stunning, like one of my favorite makeup artists and influencers and just like people of all time, Mei Ping. Welcome to the podcast. And I would love to hear a little bit about the gorgeous look you have on today. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me, number one. And number two, it looks like we're doing the exact same color scheme. We didn't plan this. Yeah, we didn't plan at this all. at all, guys. I just we're... said come in with a cool look and we'll take it from there. We have the same color scheme going on. We got a blue little shimmer moment. We have red liner. I love your blush placement. I try to recreate it on my face every single day. I haven't got it just yet, but practice practice makes perfect see it took it took me like honestly kind of years to figure it out like i loved lynn yeager the she has like her little dots on her cheek and i was like i want to do something like that but like make it my own and then i just like i got to new york and like never stopped and it's funny that's like i don't like that's become a trademark is like the blush but like it's your signature i know i can't like today i was almost not gonna do it because i had like i painted like really intensely and then I was like I kind of just have to and like this is a little tea for anybody who has like one of I know May and I both use the same like um toothbrush type of applicator if you get in and you like do these little dots it creates the most beautiful like explosion of pigment and it look it blends so well so guys like if you have a little toothbrush at home try and like spraying some like paint on your face and you never know what it could turn out as it's like the perfect like pointillism where you look up close, yes. you can see like the, the details, but when you go like, you know, 20 feet back, it all just blends into this like seamless gradient. It's stunning. And I love, I love, we're gonna get into that later, but I love the art. I am an art history minor. So I love the little aside to art. We're gonna get into some questions about your favorite artists later. But I kind of want to start at like the beginning of May. So May is Malaysian, but has been living in Canada. Um, I think the outskirts suburbs of where the suburbs of where in Canada? So I'm probably I lived in downtown Toronto for seven years. I also went to art university for drawing mm -hmm. and painting. You know, the pandemic hit. I wasn't feeling my 400 square foot apartment anymore. I needed that space. I was working for myself. So I am now around an hour and a half to two hours away from downtown Toronto. Farmland, I'm baby. I'm sure your husky enjoys that a lot more. Oh, and what loved. was his name? Or his name is Prince. I got him um, or I adopted him when I moved to this area because I knew mm -hmm. that you know, having a husky in an apartment, that would that's no quality of life there. So yeah. I adopted him when he was 10 and now he's 12. My little baby. Oh gosh, and he is such a cutie, guys. I feel like you guys are kind of like, I love when I see like the Instagram accounts where it's like the dogs that look like your owners. I feel like <sighs> you guys have like, not the same look, but like the same energy, like such like strong, just like presence and like the drama of his white fur, like. And his blue eyes. I look at him sometimes, oh, I'm like, I need yes. to get you brown contacts. You're staring at me ah. like too hard. <laughs> it's like the meme of like Miley Cyrus or whatever, where she's just like staring into the, the <laughs> camera. Lash eye. <laughs> Girl, like those those dogs. But like we, I feel like one day you need to do like a prosthetic of your dog or like paint your dog on your face, like something insane. I know. I so I get comments like all the time on my Instagram being, or like TikTok being like, oh, you need to go on glow up, da, 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 da. And I'm like, I, pff, 
prosthetic, that special effects episode, mm-hmm. I would lop. Like, when people, like, break out the liquid latex and, like, the acetone. To do, I'm like, that is a world that I respect highly and cannot do, but... And that's the beauty I feel of social media, especially today, is we have such a diverse, like, array of artists online. Like, I mean, shout out to Saf, who will be on an episode upcoming. She, like, I've been watching her for a while, and, like, she creates a lot of her prosthetics, like, on her own. And, like, the amount of work and trial and error that takes, like, I play around with special effects, but I mean that it's like a, it's a whole science. And that's why there are like, there are some people who kind of bridge all the gaps of like special effects and just like beauty. But I feel like it takes a whole different art form and a whole different lesson to be able to do like, at like a show like Glow Up where you need to kind of be good at everything or you're going to get booted out. And so much respect to our Glow Up artists. But you did, didn't you judge... Germany glow up? I did. I was a guest judge. Um, incredible, incredible experience, I will say. Like, it, it to be behind the scenes of, like, one of the forefronting makeup competitions was really special to me because I'm like, oh, you guys only have this amount of time and mm-hmm. that's it. And I'm, like, just, like, seeing it all up close and, you know, there's no filters at all. Like, the makeup that you see on the television is like what they've actually produced so their talent is incredibly immense yeah and I think especially doing it like because we kind of have like that similar similar to an extent lifestyle where we're putting our makeup and I think you and I are both pretty um alike and we're I mean we're not using like heavy filters like we want to show it like as up close like as tr- true to life as possible but we're also recording on like phones Phones right. have like, or I don't, do you do your TikToks on camera or on your phone? I do. I do everything on my phone. Okay. So it's like, I'll, I'll be on live sometimes and people will be like, your skin looks perfect. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, guys, like the camera quality is not that good. And like, it's also your Wi-Fi connection too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I try and like, I always want to like get really close and be like, guys, look, I have like texture right here. Like, look at it. Like, I promise right. you it doesn't look like that in person. Cause we've, I remember when I started doing like, I've been doing like real makeup for like three years, but like before I would do like concealer and stuff. And I was like, this doesn't look good. Like it doesn't look like, I love Nikki tutorials, but like it doesn't look like Nikki tutorials, like perfect skin. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like they have whole lighting in front of them. Like they have like the perfect camera, the angle. And there is, I do kind of admire that a little bit, like that type of like, kind of like Wizard of Oz type of thing where you have like this like fantasy, but sometimes it is kind of like poisonous for like the youth and people who are getting into makeup where they're like, what? Like, is it because my brushes aren't expensive enough? My products aren't expensive enough. I'm just not good at it. And it's kind of discouraging. But I think that also like drives like a chase for us where I'm always wanting to like make sure my makeup looks like the same in person as it does online. And it's, it's kind of like a fun, like, thrill of getting, like, that compliment where they're like, oh, my God, like, your makeup looks amazing in person, too. And I think, like, it, it's a fun line to kind of cross, but also trying to remain as, like, authentic and kind of true to your audience as possible. So, like, do you ever kind of grapple with that where you feel like you're trying to 
be like as authentic like visually as possible but it's like kind of impossible because we don't have these like film cameras in front of us no i i, I completely agree with you there's a balance and there's like there's so many different techniques i always say like there's camera ready makeup and then there's everyday makeup mm -hmm. right where for camera i can slap as much as i want and like my soft box will hold on to me they'll be like okay yes. here you go little baby but once you hit that, you know, direct sunlight, that, oh my gosh, that hate crime of office fluorescent lighting. Yes, no that school one, lighting. Yeah, no one looks good, right? Like, yeah, no one, and, but nobody's recording in there. So it's like, you never see like that type of reality of what your skin's gonna look like. And I remember I saw one of your stories, I think you were testing like a cushion foundation you got from like Korea or something mm -hmm. and I remember you did like a really close-up photo and I'm like like I could see like the texture and like and I think also we have to kind of reevaluate if it's like because I almost like just didn't say that because I was like is it kind of like bad to be like I saw your texture but it's like we have real skin it's like it's nice to see like what it really looks like because like when I painted today I knew I was going to be on like my laptop I have a ring light in front of me. Like I was throwing on the Krylon TV paint stick, like a layer over it. And it's like, you can't, because we're on like kind of low quality, we have our lights in front of us. It's, it's kind of, it's like fake, but not. And, but kind of at one, at one point when you're like watching the videos, you have to realize like, that's just kind of how the internet is like, I think, and by having these conversations, we can try our best to kind of distance ourselves from that and make sure like audiences are kind of coming into it, knowing that while mm. also trying to be like, hey, like I'm out in direct sunlight and the, my foundation's creasing right here. Like it's breaking up. And yeah. I think like, especially with like the way you do your makeup, it's very kind of like heartfelt and not kind of, wanting to appeal to like trends or it's I think for us it's kind of not about beauty so much or not beauty but attraction and trying to pull in attraction and like I just kind of thought of this like off the bat but like I do you ever like if you're gonna go out and makeup are you ever thinking like I like I kind of want to look hot for someone else but then you're like, but I want to do like fun makeup because I know last night I almost did that. But I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, I just want to have fun and do my makeup. And it's like, like, I don't I don't need to care what like some random man's going to think about this. No, like a hundred percent where like I, I feel like you can relate to this as well, where our version of like hot, sexy makeup yes. is, is not the traditional right? Like you probably won't catch me dead in like a champagne cut crease. Cause for me, that's not comfortable. That's yes. not how I feel confident. And that's not, you know, like my core identity isn't in that aesthetic. Some people love it and they look amazing. And like, that's what makes them them. But for both mm -hmm. of us, like my version of hot is this, you know what I mean? Yes. Like smash. Yeah. And if, and if like, I, I do struggle sometimes with like feeling accepted, mm -hmm. right? But if people don't come up to me for that reason where I like, I look a little bit scary, chances are I probably don't want them in my life anyways, right? Because mm -hmm. if this is such like a deal breaker, 
to some people. It's right? never going to work in the first place. I'm, I'm saying. I'm so. And I think like I, um, especially because our faces, like I was talking to Laurel Charleston with this <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, like icon legend. Better on like, the podcast. Yes, yes. We want we want you, Laurel. Once you're back from Tokyo doing like all of your amazing stuff. But it, it's like this is our the way like to kind of grow in like New York or kind of in the outside of social media, your makeup is your business card. So like I think to myself of like, am I if I'm gonna go out in a club or something and I'm in a brown smoky eye and I feel sexy for like other people, am I gonna get the same like business opportunities or recognition if I'm not in say like more of a abstract like me look? And I've never thought about it like that. L- and that kind of like shocked card. me. Yes, no, I mean, and that's like the funniest way of putting it, but like, I feel like our makeup is like our literal face card to jobs, friends, like really strong friendships and that's the one thing I think we are both lucky in is that though we may not have as many like partners or friendships or something because we are like our ideas of beauty are very kind of polar opposite of what's traditional we develop like these stronger communities around us and I think like especially with like your fans because for being such a kind of abstract and conceptual artist, you have a very big community that's all like understanding. Like it's never a shock when you do like the lipstick prints on your face. And I think, was it kind of like always like that? Like coming up in social media? Because I know you were on like YouTube first and then now you're primarily like shorts and TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's so fun seeing like, somebody who's kind of like a pillar for like this like subversive beauty look Ooh. so I've always been on Instagram like like originally my previous life was in corporate like mm-hmm. I worked for the government I worked for tech startups when I had social media it was just for like friends and family just like to update them on my life mm-hmm. right where when I started that's when I like sh- I shaved my like all my hair off and people like already knew I was in the arts. So like the steady to, sorry, to be here where I am now is insanity to me. Mm -hmm. Cause that wasn't the expectation. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to put myself out there. Um, but I'm so lucky where everyone who follows me just kind of gets it. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've set the standard where like, this is, we're going to go crazy. Yeah. We're, we're not going to hurt anyone. We're not here for shock content. We're just going to see how far we can push this. And everyone, all age demographics has been so understanding. I remember my, um, my best friend slash manager, she, she told me, she's like, get on TikTok. You need to do it. It's the new thing. And I was, oh, Nico, I didn't want to get cyber bullied by children. Right? Yes. Yes. I'm like, I'm starting a whole new platform. I'm starting with literally like at Microsoft zero followers in 2020 on TikTok. I was like, I'm going to get clowned. Like these kids, like, you know, they're so opinionated. Right. And they have no repercussions. Oh, absolutely not. 
nothing. They, they, they think that they're untouchable, which I'm like, I, I miss that part of my yes, life where I had, I had no fear at all. Now I and have we a could say, we could say whatever we wanted and not have the fear of everyone kind of like attacking us, not saying it is okay to say like <laughs> anything actually bad, but I'm just saying having an opinion, sometimes like being in this position, we're kind of not lauded the same kind of freedom of an opinion like again this does not relate because I want a disclaimer this does not relate to anything political or anything to do with people's lives because that is a whole separate issue and there are rights and wrongs within that mm-hmm. but like not having a following and being a blank profile it's like you can say whatever you want you can hate on whatever and it there's really nothing we can do except us kind of understand like it's this is not for them basically. right yeah and like when I so when I joined TikTok, like everyone was so under like again like so compassionate, so empathetic. Like they get it, mm-hmm. right? And um, I'm gonna cough. Excuse me. No, you're all good. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and I think with that, like it it also kind of lends itself to how you show it. And if you, I, what I found is because I took from the beginning when I started recording content I it's really funny I think beforehand I never really posted on Instagram I never really posted on TikTok because I'm such like a kind of perfectionist and I want to be as like picture perfect as possible and then once I realized I'm like that's just like not sustainable I was like I just want to get on TikTok and I saw it obviously as like an avenue for reaching new people like being able to work bigger jobs and all that. But more so, I wanted to go into it to change, like, people's views of how they can do their makeup and, like, essentially, like, how we view beauty. And I think it's the intent where that's where you will get hate. Because I still, to this day, even with as crazy of looks I do, I take it so seriously and I show them like, this is real. Like, I don't, I'm not doing this for clickbait. I'm not doing this to get clicks. Like, this is generally who I am. And people take me very seriously for it. But it's like, when you go on live or something, that's when you kind of get that influx of people who are like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, to this day, like, if I go on TikTok live, it's like, like, are you a clown? Are you trying to clout chase? And it's because like, they don't see like, this is honestly like who we are. Like we love this like so much. Like this is integral to who we are as people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, I kind of, I think we can say like kind of our best advice for people who are like starting in, if you have like that weird aesthetic or you don't quite fit in, taking yourself seriously and believing in your vision is like going to be the only way you can get through like hate and not just not, like feeling like an outsider and then that's when you find people like us where we're like yes like bring that to us we need it and it, it makes social media so much more fun mm-hmm. so, like when you carve your, out your space mm-hmm. in social media and you find others there's nothing more powerful is like such a strong word but you know what I mean there's like there's that confidence that comes with mm-hmm. it where I remember the one of my um, my TikToks, see the algorithm plays such a big part into it as well. It's not yes. your fault. Half the time you get hate comments. It's the fact that these 
social media algorithms, they're pushing it out to people who could like, number one, could care less. Yeah. Number two, have different worldviews than you. Like yeah. that video that I posted got pushed out to, <laughs> okay, I, I don't want this to sound like an ad, but it's slightly an ad. It's, they got pushed out to like 50 to 60 year old people in middle America. I feel like and that kind of. It sums up exactly like genuinely what is going to come with this. Cause I mean, it, I mean, it is a real thing at some point. Like I remember my first brand deal I ever did. I had to tell them after it got pushed out, it was at around maybe like 200,000 views, which for me, I was really small at the time. So I'm like, Oh my God, that's crazy. I, it was like, 100 likes and like 5,000 hate comments. And I, I emailed them. I'm like, guys, like, did you check like where we're sending this video out to? Because I don't think this is, it's, and it's okay. Like the hate comments are not okay. Cause I don't understand that, but it's like, it's okay if people don't like this and that's fine. It's not for you, but there is very clear spaces in the world where this is what people like, and this is going to help your company a lot. And I feel like even as like a brand or stuff, we have to be so understanding of like who we're trying to reach out to. Mm-hmm. And it may like kind of feel superficial to be like, I only want to reach them. But I think once you build that audience, then you have like these older demographics or kind of more conservative demographics who are like, oh my gosh, like I do kind of like this. And that's always so fun getting those comments where it's like, my grandson showed me this video and like now I love watching. And it's so cute to know like we are kind of changing what is what we're deeming beautiful or just fun and taking like how the seriousness out of it because at the end of the day it washes off i say that all the time i was just like when yeah no i i agree and i think with our style of makeup it's been around for a while however yeah. when it comes to newer um like newer users on TikTok, younger, older, because everyone's on TikTok, right? Where they haven't seen it, we're essentially their exposure therapy to mm-hmm. it. Like you're, this is us on a screen. And some people really do have a visceral reaction to how we are. Like I, I laugh about all the time. I'm like, imagine you like, you know, you have your mom and your dad, you look over their shoulder, they're on their lazy boy and they're typing out hate comments. Yeah. I think that's the funniest visual. And so I don't take it, seriously however i do empathize with where they're coming from because it's like it's kind of more what i enjoy out of it is like the study of kind of human reaction and how like even with art because we both kind of come from art backgrounds of like how like let's say something like minimalism or like like this like russian um Oh my gosh, now I'm like blinking. Like Malievich, like he was, he did like these super abstract things. And like, even to this day, like it makes people really angry. And I think I, I love kind of exploiting that and figuring out why. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, of course, like humans, when we see something we are not accustomed to, it is like a shock. But to go past, to not be excited by the shock, like, I never really kind of understood that because I think now both of us, like we kind of are always like pushing, pushing, pushing to even just shock ourselves and what we can do. That's what keeps me excited about makeup. Everyone, I I get a lot of questions. People ask me like, what, where's the end? What's the goal? 
And I said, there's no goal. The, there's, I want to push it and be as insane as possible because if I just, you know, you know, rinse and repeat my favorite techniques over and over again, mm-hmm. I'm going to get bored, right? Mm-hmm. For like me and my past life, I switch jobs like that. I try everything once. This is the longest job I've ever had. And there had there has been either like artist artist block, breaking points, sheer boredom. Yes. And I'm like, what's the point of this all? That that's what I do it for. I need to it mentally stimulate myself with different things. Otherwise, you know, I, I feel like you're the same where if we're not feeling a look, it's so obvious. Yeah. Right. And you just want to wash it off. There's like no there's no like point to it I guess because I mean there's been so many times I've hit record and I've kind of even I have a look in mind and I do it and I'm just like I don't like this and that's <laughs> kind of fun because then that's where you kind of get to have fun you're like I already hate this like let's just mess yes. with it and like I like this is kind of like a standard question but like when you have like that artist block I know how I like to get through it do you have like specific ways of getting through it or do you kind of just like let it go until you find yourself at another look I, artist block is still a challenge for me. Um, I don't know the exact formula to get out Mm -hmm. of it just yet. But what I know is I cannot force myself to create. Mm -hmm. Because then that's when it's like, it's a spiral, right? Where it's not fun. Yeah, exactly. You're not feeling it from the beginning. You try something, it doesn't work out. You get more discouraged Rinse and repeat. And then you really, you get like scared of coming back. And that's probably yes. one of the worst feelings you can have, especially with this being like our art. Like if it's like, I kind of have this with something as simple as like reading. Like I love to read, but sometimes like I get scared of like opening the book because I'm, there's just, I have like these pressures on myself that like I want to finish this book or I want to get to like this amount of pages. And then I like literally just don't read the book. And then I get into the mood where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like pick it up and read a little bit. And then I'm like zooming through it. Mm -hmm. And I think like for me, like when I get like that intense, like I just don't know. I think that's where my best work comes out because you kind of like abandon like your preconceived, like I want to do this look. And like today, like I was about to just do like kind of my standard like blue, like blue smoky eye with a red lip. And I was like, I'm just not feeling that today. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do it. And then I was like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, oh yeah, I did like that splatter look a while ago. And I was like, let me kind of build on that and see where we can come up. And then now I'm like, I feel like fun. Like I feel like I like conquered or like, like got through a challenge or something like that. Like I got right. to the next level. And like, since you were working in like corporate America, like that very like tough, like straight edge society, like what did you know, like being in it that something had to give because like you were going from like job to job to job because you were searching for that, like, like relax of this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Like as somebody, I've also worked many jobs I did not enjoy how like what pushed you like over that where you're like I need to do it for me so when I worked for the government that one was a very like that that was a me like I'm like I 
don't love this. Mm-hmm. I see the people around me, God bless all of them, like, you know, my, all my past coworkers, but they've been there for 20 plus years and it was just very stagnant. It mm-hmm. felt like still air. And I was in my early 20s at that point. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, this is not it. This is not life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to, you know, leave. And then when it came to my tech startup job and the job I'm in currently, this was... Um, this was out of my control because mm-hmm. since the pandemic, when the pandemic started, do you remember all those tech layoffs that happened yes, all yes, at yes, once? Yes. Like Spotify, the thousands, Google hundreds. Mm-hmm. My company was a part of that. So I got let go in the beginning of the pandemic and, you know, no one was hiring in my field. Mm-hmm. Everyone was scrambling. I was like, okay, well, I was living in downtown Toronto at the time. I need to survive. What do I, I have all this time in the world. I can't get a job right now. What can I do? And Mm -hmm. social media was something that I've thought about. However, now I had the opportunity or, you know, I had to do it full force, give it my 100%. And uh, here we are. (laughs) And when did you start a fit? Because like you were originally like th- I how I discovered you was through YouTube when did you kind of start like start your YouTube and then slowly transitioned into kind of doing more short form Ooh. so I think on when I started YouTube Instagram was just still photos mm-hmm. right and I was like oh let me like try something different um let me you know talk on camera People can see my personality if they want to. And I feel like I was a little bit more unhinged back then as well, because Mm -hmm. this was in the throes of me being a party girl, right? Mm -hmm. This was in the throes of me having an alcohol problem. And I made some like, you know, crazy decisions. And I didn't Mm -hmm. have, I, I, uh, I didn't find my identity just yet. Right. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, let me like do this. Let me do this. Let me try and, and so I think once I got sober and like reels started becoming a thing and like TikTok become a thing. Sorry, I'm going to like back up a little bit here. You're all good. When I was in that unhinged era, I would talk about everything about myself, right? I put everything out there. Yeah. Once I got sober, I realized that my identity cannot be just online. That's, mm-hmm. that's a little bit rid- for me personally. I realized that having stuff to myself and only myself is very important because what happens if my youtube channel gets deleted what happens if this gets deleted i'm left of a shell of myself that's not fair yeah (laughs) right so when i started to pull myself back is when i kind of stepped away from youtube as well because i'm trying to find that balance of putting my personal life out there but also not oversharing you know what I mean yeah and it's like like I find that too because like sometimes I'm like writing a story or something and I'm like do I like do I want people to know this I'm like and especially it's I mean it is practically permanent at this point like especially at the stage that we are it's like one screenshot it's like that's gonna live in somebody's phone forever and so now like I kind of I'm like grappling with like do I want to like 
be a personality? Do I want to be more of like a look? Do I want to sell myself as like a makeup artist or do I want people to know me for me? And I think it, it, it's been kind of fun, honestly, figuring out that balance where mm-hmm. like I'll do like a talk and get ready with me where I like talk about the podcast, like what's going on for this. And then like when I was working, I would, I come from, we kind of have very similar backgrounds in like childhood and all that where I have like that kind of fighting energy where I want to like prove myself. Like I want to be like, I did it. I have like, and I can, that can turn to like negativity. And like, I remember both of the jobs I've had previously, I was not allowed, like I had very, I had issues with like all of my management of like the makeup I wore, kind of like how I presented myself. And I always took because makeup is so kind of integral for me, I took like personal offense to that and was like, oh, so you don't like me. And I wanted so badly to like, just get online and be like, they didn't allow me to do this. Like they're frauds and all that. And then I realized I'm like, yes, this will be a long conversation (laughs) in the future where I want to talk about like how kind of people who look like us are, treated and kind of like sometimes shown as like sideshow freaks and not and people can't get past like the look but I I realize I'm like I don't want to be represented that way I will talk to my friends about this I'll talk to my therapist about this and get it like figured out inside but I'm like that's not for like 20,000 people to see like that's just that's not their business it's like and knowing being comfortable and like that, that's fine like they don't need to know everything but also there are really fun parts that we get to show of ourselves I mean mm-hmm. like you you did like the Fenty show you get you've been on like glow up and things like this like platforms where you get to kind of see us and like that's kind of like where we belong almost where we can connect a little bit more but it has to do with how what like our work I guess yeah so I think it's it, it is hard finding that, but now it feels like you're almost, I don't know, I want to know if you kind of feel the same way, but sometimes I'm like, am I like two different people or am I just like showing different sides? Because wow. I'm very like, like my OCD tells me like, you need to like say everything if you want to be honest. And I'm like, am I being a fraud? But then I'm just like, there's just different sides to me. And I wonder like how you kind of view like that online persona versus like how you are in real life with like just close friends oh I've I heard this thing like way back in my tumblr days back when I was like an emotional you know teenager and it Mm -hmm. really stuck to me to this day where I'm not sure exactly who said it but they said um there's like a there's a thousand version of versions of yourself Mm-hmm. There's, there's you, how your parents see you, how your friends see you, how you, there's a thousand versions of yourself and you can't please all of them. You can't yeah. please them. And I think going into social media with that kind of ethos in mind has really helped me, right? Where I know that people they that follow me, that come up to me, they have a different version of who I really am, right? Here yes. I am, like, I'm still sending my best friend, like, deep fried memes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, like... Things you're not going to post on your story for everybody. Right? And I think I, 
I honestly am quite comfortable with that, that people view me differently because at the end of the day, like social media, yes, is fun for me and it's what I love doing. However, this is also my profession, right? Yeah. I don't go into a corporate job with my full personality hanging out, right? Yeah. Right? You need to have that level of that that level of separation personally. It's just with social media, it's a, it's an interesting challenge because how we make money based on us, our personality, mm-hmm. our face, like our art. It's so integral to our core rather than like, oh, going to a corporate job, can you fill out these spreadsheets for me? Yeah, yeah I can do that. Who, who cares what I look like? Right. And showing up in like jammies and like filling out things, closing your laptop, you're done at 430. Mm-hmm. But for us, our, the way we make money is all of it. And I think that's, yeah. do, do you ever, do, do you ever like have that challenge where like, where like you don't I'm, know, like, like where that line is set, like yeah. I, cause how I've always viewed it, like, yeah. And again, like I, like how I do my videos right now, like I'm very, like, I always want to keep building. I always want to like, I want to grow. Like I want to reach new people. Like I want to be able to have like, what, what makes me so grateful about having this job is like, we do get to set our schedules and we do get really insane opportunities, get to meet really cool people, but at the same breath, and this I've had to kind of realize because I've been in both sides where I was literally working all day, going to school. Like my schedule was I wake up at seven in the morning, go to school till 12, then work till seven, then come home at eight, then record a TikTok, then do my homework, then go to bed and do it again. So mm-hmm. I've had kind of both sides. And it's like, it's this job is more emotional where you have to grapple with the views. Are people not liking it? The hate. Like I, the first thing I do when I wake up is like check to see if my videos did well. Like do I post my, my video for the day and then I keep them moving. So it's kind of like, I never want to sound ungrateful because at the end of the day, the physical difficulty of this profession is not hard. This is not a hard job. We are so privileged mm-hmm. to be able to do this. But at the same time, there is no log off. Like, even if you turn off Instagram or you, like, don't check it, at the end of the day, we need to know if something's doing well. We have to be aware of, like, how, we, how we're being reacted to because, let alone, for some reason, we're in a controversy and we don't know, and then now a brand pulled out of something. It's, like, it, there is now an expectation that we are always on. And, yeah. like... Do you have any, like, ways of grappling with that? Or ha- has it just become kind of you used to it? Yeah, going yeah, going back to your point, I do want to reinstate that this is possibly, this is the easiest job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Right? For how the opportunities we can get. Exactly. Is Art itself is so, like, mentally tolling. However... Mm-hmm. In comparison to the past jobs I've had, I this I'm incredibly we're incredibly lucky. Yeah. Um, the one point that I always say to people, though, when it comes when they are motivated to try social media, um, is that yes, this is a really incredible job, but it's possibly the most isolating job I've ever had. 
yes. in my entire life. I miss having team meetings. I don't like, this is where I work and I live and I, yes, I have my managements, but they're not, they're not here with me. Yeah. All the videos I edit, I post myself. I, all my looks are, you know, we do, we do it ourselves. Yeah, we have to be, we have to feed everything. Yeah. We're self-starters, mm-hmm. right? So it is an incredibly isolating job where there's points in my day where I'm like, wow, I haven't used my voice in like nine hours. Mm-hmm. Or like here I am like croaking or like I'm just trying to sing like a Mariah Carey ballad to remember that I can still talk. Um, sorry, what was what was your original question? No, I mean just like how you grapple with it, and I think you kind of like w- went through it that where like it's a strange, it's a very strange environment. You don't really understand until you're in it. Cause like right now, guys, it may look like a white backdrop behind me. This is like my wall of my bedroom. Like my door is right next to me my like bed and my where I record my videos I sit on my bed to record my videos I didn't like, know that yes <laughs> I know it's like and I have like I can touch my closet right now like my dresser is in front of me I have a tiny room mm. but it's like it's kind of at least I've kind of learned like I have different corners for each of like what I do because especially I'm in school too like I have my bed where I lay and that's like, that is my peaceful place. Then I have my makeup next to me. So when I'm like sitting up, I'm in my makeup mode. Like underneath me, I have like sculptures and stuff I'm working on, just like random props and stuff. And then I have like the rest of my room, which is like for outfits and stuff. So it's like, I've I've learned at least to kind of co- compartmentalize like every section of like my online persona. Well, and my goals are one day to have like, a studio where I can do it but like right now it's all in one room so like how like what I was trying to get at is like have you found ways to kind of like compartmentalize everything and kind of still not always be consumed in it yeah yeah um so when I started doing social media I was exactly like you like 400 Mm -hmm. square foot apartment like there's my bed you roll out of bed there's my table for my mm-hmm. makeup. And then I was going to school as well. We retail jobs. It's, I, I found the technique that you use was really helpful for me back in the day, just to separate it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, because I live like I, I live in a house, which is again, very lucky to say this. I have my makeup room. I do all my work here. My, my closet's back there, but like once that door closes and I'm out, like I'm, and I'm out into like my kitchen to my bedroom. Like that's, may right mm-hmm. not microsoft it's just me doing my little hamster thing just living out and of i feel like kind of yoga like i see you doing like you do post like your yoga online but i feel like overall that's like like that's kind of me with like reading or like watching documentaries or something that's like my checking out of yes. i'm not thinking about my phone what's going yes. on recording what i had the next day it's like that stillness And how long have you been kind of doing yoga for or like mindfulness or anything kind of like that? I started um, doing all that fun bendy movement stuff when I got sober. I realized Mm -hmm. that I have a lot of time on my hands, you know, because I wasn't going out until, you know, the afters, the five, the sixes in the morning. Yes. that I needed to fill my time and I needed to, I knew I needed to fill my time with something productive. 
So I came from a fighting background. Um, I did jujitsu, judo, taekwondo, and that was my core childhood was just fighting. And because I did it for so long, my body was completely shot. So I was like, what's something that will have that individualism to it? Like not like not a team sport, but I can mm-hmm. do it at home and I can, because this is during the pandemic, I can do it at home and I won't hurt myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yoga was the the go-to. I didn't expect myself to get to this point where I'm like literally throwing my body everywhere, but yeah, no, here we are. And I feel it's, like it's been, I think that, that that is one of the core pillars or like what I realized that, sorry, what I have realized that gets me out of my whole social media persona is to literally get myself away from a screen, right? You know how mm-hmm. people, they relax by like going through TikTok, going through, that's how they relax. We can't do that. Yes. I think, and that's like the best way of putting it. Cause then you'll see a video and you're like, oh, I have to do something like that. Or like yes. you get new ideas. It's like, it is not a break for us. No. It is like, it's like walking into work by like going on TikTok. I know. Yeah. So like the only thing that I've learned that helps me is just removing myself, closing the screen, walking away, touching some grass. That's mm-hmm. the only, like I started crocheting. I've done, like, you know, tried sewing, anything that doesn't involve technology essentially because it's, yeah. it's hard to when 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 you're self-employed or when you're working for yourself it's so hard to say I'm done for the day right because we no always like them. to be to be able to be like self-employed or like that entrepreneur mindset it's kind of like like I find myself like looking down on myself for like not wanting to do more like mm-hmm. I remember I came home um from Christmas I came back to New York I was just on a three-hour bus ride I think I got here around 11 o'clock and at night and then I came back to my apartment at 12. the first thing I did is I sat down and did an unboxing video of the PR I got stop that yeah that's, that's actually kind of insane and I have like this really I just want it so like there are things I want and I want them so bad and I want to work for them like I want to get there where it's like I will like like I was talking about early like my schedule was I was every day like go school work school work all that TikTok and then my one day off was Monday mm-hmm. and then Monday I did TikTok all day and edited right. for the next week so it's like at some point you you kind of have to like realize it's okay like and you it is essential that you have like that time off if not like I would literally and I think getting because right now I'm on break from school I'm not working in like a retail space and I'm just doing this full-time where I'm like oh my god like I can just like I'm it's okay like to log out and just like recuperate or else like it like my content back like I rewatched the videos during that era and it was so like tense and just like it felt like I was just like a machine like producing mm-hmm. all these videos and it wasn't like authentic and I don't think people want to you don't watch somebody because you want to watch them struggle or like you <laughs> want to see like you want you want to watch something for other people and be relaxed and or informative or something like that mm-hmm. and I think for us like being like self-starters and all that because we don't like I don't 
there's not like a hierarchy for our job. We're not like at a government where there's like the manager, then there's the assistant manager, then there's all these people. It's kind of, you fill all these roles and in order to not like get burnt out or run out of steam, you kind of have to kind of shut yourself down and like be your own boss, but then also kind of listen to that boss. It's a really strange kind of like, hierarchy where you have to be every part of yourself which can be exhausting but also I kind of find it fun and exhilarating at some points where we we are in control and I wonder like if do you view it like the same way or do you get stressed out by that I don't know because it's also it's personality type too yeah I think for me there is a quite a bit of pressure to produce content, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, you know, wake up at a certain time, da, 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 da. There's, there's so much pressure to perform. Mm-hmm. And when I take a step back, I realize, okay, we're both producing art, right? Mm-hmm. Telling a traditional painter to crank out six paintings a week is not feasible. It's mm-hmm. not quality and it's not fulfilling, mm-hmm. right? When I took it from that perspective, that gave me, number one, that gave me time to just relax and to actually yeah. conceptualize something that I'm proud of. Therefore, people will feel that the same way because it, it's crazy how like we're we're told by the algorithm, by Instagram, by TikTok, to be, it's like post five to six times a day or like More post is better. Yeah. Honesty over quality. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I remember I was on a call with like, just, you know, people who have insights to Instagram. They're like, oh, the sweet spot for your stories is seven stories a day. And I'm like, oh, I don't do that much. Anything that's notable seven times a day. Yeah. And I think again, it's like, we, like the original concept of like social media was like the social part where it was like a back and forth of in a a sense of authenticity however that can be done in a digital platform but like over time again when money gets involved and I think this is a great kind of analogy to also the art world like you were saying earlier once you get kind of that momentum going and you start getting the views and you start like pulling in brand deals then it's like then you turn into the factory and it's like like I was just reading a document or a um, biography of Maplethorpe and it was, he, he got to a point where he had so, so much work he had to make. It was just like, it, it was like an Andy Warhol factory or whatever, where it was not quality, like conceptualized things. It was like, how much can we get out there and mm-hmm. hope something sticks? Yep. And, and now like I, it's hard not to feel pressure to be a part of that because again, that is how we make our money and how we get we get more followers and we're able to unlock more opportunities and come to the next level. But then again, I feel like when I do a video where I just record it and I'm like, it'll it'll be something, it never does well. It's like, but when I have like those videos and I'm like, oh my God, like I spent so much time on it. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought about it. it. It's really gratifying to know like people do see through that, I think for a large majority, especially with the type of um, people we have in our circles mm-hmm. where they they can see that. And it's yeah. been so nice knowing like, 
we're, we're getting past that. We, we kind of went back. We're like, I guess like 2016 era, it was very kind of artificial, but now everyone wants authenticity right. and that, I guess more so sense of community. And I mean, I've just been feeling a lot better with it. Cause like, I, I like for you, like how I was like looking at your profile, of course. And like, but how, do you have like a set schedule where like you want to post this many times a week or does it kind of coincide with how you get your makeup looks out? I I have a, a template of what I would mm-hmm. like to hit personally before when I, when I first started and like, I was like, Oh, I need to get like brand deals. Blah, blah, blah. I was posting every single day. Mm-hmm. Insane. It was, that was too much. But now, because I'm not, I can take a breather once I realize that if I don't post for a day, people are not going to forget about me. Cause that's what I thought before. I was like, me oh, too. if I don't post for a couple days, everyone will unfollow me and everyone will forget about me. Like, so now since I got past like that mental hurdle, I try, I try to carve out time for myself. Of course, I stopped po- posting on weekends, which was like, Ooh, such okay, a beautiful I like that. thing to say for me personally. Like I stopped posting on weekends. I probably do four videos a week. Mm-hmm. Um, And for my TikTok, I'm still, like, even though I've been on the platform for, like, upcoming now, what, like, three, four years, I'm still trying to find that sweet spot, right, Mm -hmm. where some people will say you have to post twice a day. Some people are like, oh, you don't have to, you know, go that hard, so. Well, with, like, I think algorithm has been one of the biggest devils of this because it's always (laughs) changing. Each platform views things differently. Like, what I've found, and this has worked for me and maybe it'll work for like other people listening but we um kind of I've kind of unlocked like TikTok's kind of reversing now and they've been enjoying like longer form content I found Mm -hmm. but then like on Instagram my videos that are like 20 seconds long like (laughs) exponentially better than the longer ones so it's like now I'm like grappling with do I want to because I record all my videos on TikTok and then upload download them into Instagram so now I'm like battling myself like do I want to do like the longer videos to do better on TikTok and or do I want to make it shorter and I kind of always go back and forth with like Mm -hmm. what I want to do because we're trying to grow like a lush type of all-encompassing community not just like specializing on one platform Mm -hmm. and like I guess I wonder, do you find yourself, because I, I think like most of your videos kind of have a similar like um, temp- template almost where it's it's kind of a pro- more process based. Like I, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't like actually sit and like voice over where it's, but it's more so like, this is what I'm doing. And do you, so do you kind of like deviate from that or like find yourself being like, maybe I should do like a longer video of like exactly what I'm doing? Yeah. Again, it's the algorithms that are working so hard against us because on Instagram, Mm -hmm. they say like for me and my analytics, my sweet spot is 13 seconds. Imagine fitting a four hour look in yeah. 13 seconds it's impossible and still um, wanting it to be impactful because at the exactly. end of the day like I do love the visuals and everything but I do have a goal of inspiring and I feel like just showing like this is what I did and the then finished result it. yeah yeah 
it's not as impactful as we would want it to be. Yeah, I love showing the process because one of my, like one thing that I really want to do with makeup is to show that it's incredibly accessible to do what mm -hmm. I do. There, yeah, so there, there are some looks that I do that are very detail oriented, like, you know, cause I have the experience being a painter that, you know, people that are just starting out in makeup don't have. Yeah. However, my overarching, like all my video or most of my videos and most of my looks, it, I, I want people to see that and literally anyone can do it. Right. And if I, you that have very, like, like that fire, it, any, literally anything is possible and yeah. practice is like the biggest thing yes. because that's what like and I, I think like kind of how what I found is everyone does kind of have their their medium or something like for me I was never a great painter or drawer like I could never like just sit myself down and do it but then once I discovered makeup it was kind of like oh like this is my way of expressing mm -hmm. and so I I do always find it fun or like fascinating like you coming from like a painting background and then fusing it into your makeup and like I wanted like throughout like one of my the first things when I decided I wanted to interview you was kind of talking about like your process I guess of mm -hmm. like how you come up with new techniques because I think both of us were we're kind of more I don't know how to say it like there's like product focused beauty creators who like they see like a blue mascara and like that's the center of their look where right. I feel like with us it's kind of like we see like a new brush or something and it's like that like oh like we like the toothbrush or whatever let me splatter my face or something how do you kind of come up with your like putting like the lipstick on the piece of plastic and like transferring it to the skin. Is it kind of just like spontaneous? You see something and then you do it or like, I I'm just so curious, like how you come up with these things. Yeah. Um, I think one fun thing about my videos is I never plan out anything. I don't do practice looks. I don't mm -hmm. like, you know, test it on my arm. I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to do it on my face, like for realsies. And if it works out great, if it works, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, which leads me to say that for every like makeup video that people have seen that has been brought to light, there are probably two to three attempts that I've tried with other things that have not worked out. Like mm -hmm. I don't want people to look at me and assume that, oh, everything she does is a success. It's not. It's a lot of trial and process, just like painting, just like even like with the corporate world, right? You're never going to yeah. get everything right the first time. Um, I, what do I do? Where do I find my inspiration? I love looking at like vintage graphic design books, optical mm -hmm. illusion books for like shapes. Mm -hmm. um, I look to nature a lot because just like the patterns within it, I feel translates so well to makeup. Yeah, I agree. Right? And the one thing that whenever I just want to have fun, I go on mom blogs. Okay. I, you know, those like those moms that are like, here are 10 art things your kid can do during summer break. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That and, was like such a curveball. I love that. And I'm like, I, I can do this. I have a cup. If you put a cup on your face or if you put a cup on paper and you put water around, like, sorry, paint, cup, paper. Yeah. Take it off, 
put water around it, you've made a bubble. And I'm like, I love that. Let me try that with makeup. And that's, you know, I, a couple of videos of mine before is just me attempting that. I, yeah, I, I looked at them a lot. So shout out moms. what's cool <laughs> is you don't, I feel like you don't stop with that one idea. Like you're not, because I always get like surprised. Like you'll do like the cup on the face or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's the look. <laughs> but then you like kind of go back into it and like you add these other details. And I think that's where kind of like that muscle memory kicks in of like, though you don't have like the thought out idea, the end process in mind, mm-hmm. you kind of like have the techniques now of, okay, let me add some shading in there. Let me yeah. add like the liner and other stuff. And I always found that pretty fascinating because I think we're actually opposites in that. I'm more... I find like, I want that to be the statement, like the process to be the statement. I feel like you kind of do it as like accessory. Like you take the look, the idea of it and then keep going on top. And I, I find that really cool. Cause I'm, I'm very minimal with it. Like when I do a technique, like I, that's what I want it to speak. Mm-hmm. But I find it, you like incorporating and build onto it. And I just, I find that really cool that you're able to like keep going with it. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, again, keeping makeup interesting for me mm-hmm. and it's what excites me when I do one of like, cause all the technique or most of the techniques that I do is the, the outcome is so organic that yeah. to me, it's like a game. It's like, okay, this is what happened. How am I going to branch off of this? What's next? Mm-hmm. And by having kind of um, like a foundation that wasn't in my control and building on top of it, it's 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 like a game show. It's like a fun yeah. little challenge, and that's you what never I never know where you're gonna end. Because I found like okay. with a lot of, I, I think by by yeah by the time this comes out, I'll have like the promo images for Subversive Beauty out. For me, I'm kind of like on the there's like two different sides of me where like sometimes I just like sit down and play with the makeup and put it all on, and I find find out new things and then other times for like images I have the image in mind of course things change along the way but I know exactly how I want it to look which is helpful Mm. for photography because I'm like I know where I want the camera I know how I want it done I know I want who I want to photograph it and like for the um what is it like the beach shoot that I did where I'm like wrapped in plastic that originally was going to be like I wanted it to be more of like a full, it was going to be like a full body paint. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I realized I was like, I just, I had this like image of like, I have like these tiny like red underwear on. I just want that to like peek through. And then it's like encapsulated in plastic. And I went back home in Maryland for Christmas break. And I was there with my best friend, Lauren, and she's an amazing photographer. So we kind of teamed up, we went to the beach, it was 40 degrees out raining. And then that just created a whole new story. Cause we originally was not, we were not gonna be on the beach. I was gonna be in a forest. And then there was like a bird that kept running up behind us. Like it, it just, it, it's so fun. And I think like I ha- the images came out how I wanted, but along the way the process did kind of inform where the vision went Mm -hmm. and this is kind of and oh what I I wanted to say earlier um you were talking about practice a lot I think that's like what we can both say is the biggest thing for anybody getting into makeup or getting into content creation 
just kind of like keeping that wheel going of just allowing yourself to sit and practice yeah because like originally when I was in high school like I would do like two makeup looks a day like even today sometimes I'll do three not even so much to post but just to like by now I'm sure you can too I can probably do my makeup with my eyes closed like I know exactly what my face feels like and like when did you get to a point where you felt kind of just like comfortable doing makeup because when you first start it you're not completely mindless yet Mm -hmm. but then now I feel like once you kind of get the hand motions together like when I do makeup I don't I don't think about anything like it's just like kind of second nature and I it's it's more fluid did 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 you originally start like that or do you still kind of are you in your mind when you're doing your makeup I I always say that I'm learning when it comes to makeup. When I first started mm-hmm. my make, like that's a good point when it comes to people who want to do social media, practice and also document it. Maybe just don't post it for yourself, but just like take a photo yeah. so you can see, so you can number one, you can stare at yourself and see like what needs to be improved, but also just to see the progression. That's why I keep up all my posts online. Mm-hmm. Like there's like 3000, like spanning from the very, very like beginnings just to like humble me a little bit and just for yeah, other and we and to show see. that everybody has that exactly that exactly when you start like on social media it's very easy for people to like they see us now and then it's like oh my god they've always been like able to do this makeup it's like I have some skeletons in my closet of like makeup looks I've done and I still look at them and I'm like what was I doing but that's like the that's part of it and that's what makes it fun and if you're able to kind of keep pushing through that that's like that's the only way you're going to be able to learn and enjoy it more once Mm -hmm. you've made those mistakes because even till today we both we both still have like those looks where we're just like what were we doing like and we just wipe it off and that's the thing too you can start again it's not like even with painting like if you ruin a canvas, you have to go buy another canvas. We're lucky that like our face is our canvas. And as long as we take care of it, we can keep going and keep Mm -hmm. trying new things. And, and that actually leads me to like another question. Like, do you find like a major difference between like painting on your face versus like a canvas besides like the natural, like it's a canvas versus a face? Yeah. (sighs) Once I got out of art university, mm-hmm. I realized that painting wasn't for me. I'm I'm the first to admit I'm the I'm not the most talented on canvas, and I would not be able to sustain myself as a painter um, because you know I I've reached that end point. I was like, okay, this is all I can do, but it wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. right? So being able to like because fl- it's it's a completely different hand motion. When you think mm-hmm. about it, like flipping your Going hand from, from this, here to here, this is completely different. I have like a elbow to ground my this, like all my videos. I'm like hunched over, I'm like gripping yeah. onto my arm. That's like, sorry, I totally forgot the question. Oh my god, what the difference that? between painting on canvas oh. versus um, back <laughs> on the face. Yeah, it's it's a completely different movement as well. Where me for my painting, it was quite expressional, like. I was expression abstract where it's like huge, long, aggressive strokes. Whereas Mm -hmm. makeup is the brushes that we use are so tiny Mm -hmm. and you're just like doing a little like wipe back and forth like this. I like, I see your videos when you do like your, like your blue smoky eye. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. this, this technique to get that blend is incredible. I'm still learning. I'm like, do you hold the brush on an angle or do you do it straight? Like now I'm just asking you, like, do you do it straight on or do you angle the brush to? See, I feel like with that, it's a mix of product and technique. Okay. Like, I have you ever tried Viseart eyeshadows? I had one way back when, but it was like the cool mattes. Okay, the that color palette, Editorial Brights, Viseart, absolutely takes the cake with a color eyeshadow like them and Sugar Pill. That completely transformed how I was able to do it, and I think the layering is also key. Like mm. for me, like I'm trying to like imagine now, like I have specific brushes for specific looks. I'm kind of, I actually never anchor my elbow, except if I'm doing like a liner, I kind of like take it and I know like the contour of my eye and I'm just sweeping, but I don't pack. Like I think how kind of 2016 and like early influencer makeup taught us was like the packing, the color in and then the blend. I'm more so blend it, add more color, add more color, add more color slowly. So you just layer it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's like, also why like pointillism works and stuff like that like why the cheek looks more blend or something like that is because I don't pack it on it's kind of like a progression and I think that's where you get more like seamlessness Mm -hmm. and um and I think also though I don't want to always sit here and be like you need because those Viseart palettes are like $80 they are very expensive but at some point there's a difference between buying expensive makeup because the packaging is very expensive and it's a luxury product versus an expensive product because it is made with like the highest of quality materials. Mm -hmm. And I can confidently say like those Viseart palettes, anybody who's looking for color and they are absolutely worth saving up for. Like my first Pat McGrath palette, I saved like, I saved for a couple months trying to get it and then I bought it on sale. And I love them, but the variety of looks I can get from like the Viseart is like, I would recommend it to anybody who's like, like trying to save up for something. And it's just like, I I do, I love luxury, but at the end of the day, like high performance, like those makeup artist based brands Mm -hmm. will always like have my heart. And I, that now we're kind of getting into like the segment where I'm kind of like always most excited for, like, I want to hear like, what is like what are some of your favorite like makeup brands where like they release something and you like know it's about to be good and i just i eat it up every time okay that is i'm I'm looking over at the vast okay i wouldn't even say that my makeup collection is quite vast to Mm -hmm. be honest with you it's like two ikea carts yeah um so like for small businesses i people think i'm on blend bunny's payroll i'm truly not I, I just love her product so much when it comes to number, the accessibility, mm-hmm. how much, how many, like how many different shades you get for the yeah. price point. It's a beautiful brand. I'm like currently wearing it right now on my eyes, pastels. Yeah, are just- and they're so like punchy, but yes. still like that pastel, which is very, very, very hard to do. Incredibly difficult. And I like, I beg like sugar pill to make more pastel shades where because like that's how I blend right that's what we figured out is like we need those like not saturated but still has that tone to it yeah right whereas sugar pill they're high impact right yeah 
you got love plus you got velocity and like that wow i'm just really my sugar pill knowledge is velocity also i think they discontinued and i'm still that's you're talking about the dark blue right yeah they it's discontinued i know I literally the front door. Why sugar pill? I know. I want to make sure, like sugar pill, Amy. Like, please, that was like my favorite. It was the best deep blue eyeshadow. It was like cobalt. It was like a perfect yes. like. That was my. That was always like what I was talking about. That was my deepening shade because it was just the perfect tone. Mm. And I think like if I'm doing, I um I also use. I think it's helium is like the lighter blue color that's like that more of like a punchy one? yeah no okay, not yeah. teal there's like no no no. there's like no green in it it's just like a very light it's oh, just like hypnotic. a light like baby blue is it hypnotic oh no, yeah it might be hypnotic i'm forgetting i usually am like good about the name <laughs> but i think like it's gone and i think i'm always like it's with gone. sugar pill like if you want like the like that's where you see it's like a makeup artist or I don't even want to say makeup artist as much of more of like drag and like creative creative makeup because like the pans yeah. are huge. I used um I use the white shade as my like like when I'm painting my face white, like I use that as like a foundation base. It's so it's, good. It's the best white I've ever tried. Like it's so sat- like saturated and like so I like am huge sugar fill. Like even their like li- like their uh, liquid lipsticks, and they were also probably one of the first major like color eyeshadow um, businesses, and one of the first small makeup businesses, which I find really cool. Like listening to Amy's story is so much fun. I love her so much. Yeah, like sugar pill is fantastic. If we're going luxe, Pat McGrath, obviously. Yeah. Like that's mothership fucking yeah. beam me up because i yeah. will eat every time um and danessa myricks i and find I think- that her releases as of late have been so exciting like because i do for an average person this is way too much makeup yeah right where like for me there's not a lot of, like nowadays people can come up with that i will be excited about but when danessa did her light works five or six or yeah. four that was like a breath of fresh air because we we need like especially at Sephora and like I I've ne- personally never been to an Ulta because we don't have that in Canada. There is such a lack of color and just a lack of fun. Like yeah. I my candy store is like a professional makeup artist store. Like if you guys are in New York, Which like Alcone and Manhattan Wardrobe Supply, they are like. It's like legitimately, I'm a kid in candy store because there's like special effects. Most of the brands are like makeup artists founded. So it's like every color, every texture. Like I remember I was at Sephora and I was looking for a black lipstick. And I think I found like two. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, there has to be more like, there has to be people out there who want that. Like I know <laughs> it's not the most this. common. And I like now I don't as much as I do just go into Sephora to kind of just like mosey around and see what's going on. I very rarely now get like excited to go mm-hmm. into a Sephora. Whereas like when I go to like one of my professional stores, I'm every time I go in, I'm greeted with something I've never seen before. Yes. Especially like the one, tools. Yes. And that's, I think one of the biggest things people need to understand too. You're kind of like only as good as your, the tools you have. Yes. And like, even 
you don't have, that doesn't mean the most expensive again. Like you can, a lot of my tools, and I think you do the same too, are like art tools. Yeah. Like legitimately made for lands. Yeah. Like I go in there and I'm like, oh, I can use that for this. Like I can do a new look with like this type of brush. And like with Danessa, like even all the stuff you see at the Sephora does not compare to like everything she really has. She is just like, she's one of those people where it has such a unique view of beauty and also prioritizes like the technology behind it because those light work palettes like I have the, the new one five yes I have never touched such like high high impact metallics because there's also kind of I think what people there needs to be like more words for types of shades because like a, Pla- a Pat McGrath blitz metallic is so much different than like a Danessa Myricks like chrome-ish metallic mm-hmm. where they're they're just it, it doesn't mean one's better than the other they just do different things yeah and I think like playing with Danessa Myricks has uh, like there's so many possibilities and every new release she takes into account everything and I get I get so excited oh, she's she's incredible like I'm so glad that she's in Sephora like we where was I reading I was like reading about the selection of products based on the country that we're in mm-hmm. and like in, in the North America, we're so muted. They love, we love our neutrals, but if you go to like in Italy and Mexico or Brazil, yeah. they have those punchier, like high pigment products. So yeah, no, I, th- I feel like we're also landlocked <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Where it's um, like, that's just unfortunately like not our culture. And that yeah. kind of takes me back to like the kind of society of this. So I always, I always like to talk to people about this. So I feel like now we're into the kind of era, like people, like clean girl is kind of supreme right now. But I always, I, this is what I kind of don't understand about companies and all that. I feel like the poster child of like a 2023 makeup may be that clean girl kind of minimal look. But I feel like there's so many of us out there who want this color and I've never, like, when people are like, oh, makeup's so boring nowadays, I always am like, but are you, you know, looking? Like, yeah, there's like, so Burr. many, we've never been in an era, I feel, where we have so many different visions that are not only out there, but are celebrated. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I just, I want to know, like, what your view of, like, the contemporary, like, makeup beauty space is. <sighs> like, what am I seeing lately? Who am I yeah, seeing? Yeah, or, like, how you feel, like you are in it or like um what like what would you what like what are you seeing like on your for you page or like what do you like to watch or who do you see that is doing something kind of like weird or interesting gosh I feel like I know there's like so many people there there are so many people and when it comes to my for you page I feel like I I guess it's my algorithm I rarely see beauty content Okay, what is your major, like, stuff coming up? Oh, just, like, you know, I'm a classic mom boomer, like, cute dog videos. Yeah. Like, like America's Funniest Videos. Like, that's, because that's, I guess, TikTok knows I need to shut off my brain. And if I look at beauty stuff, I'm going to start thinking about work again. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I watching lately? I've been watching a lot of, like, pottery. I guess I can't do it. So that's been fun. But in terms of... People like the first person that comes to mind, like straight off the bat, is like a group of like 
you, I'll start rattling off names. You'll know the exact group of people I'm okay. talking about. Like the Izamaya Frenches, the yes. Ifa, Cullens, Nazra, sorry. Yeah. Nazra looks, Issa Antoinette. Like their subgenre of just alien esque, beautiful color makeup. I agree. I feel like that's really where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Where a lot of people keep talking about clean beauty. But I mean, when Isamaya first launched Isamaya Beauty, like, I was so excited. And I knew it was going to be something new. What I did not expect, though, was how... Or not expect... or I didn't expect it, but I wanted it to happen. How much it would grow. Like, that like that black the black um lip gloss was one of my favorites from when it went out the amount of black lip glosses dark cherry lip glosses i'm seeing now it's like for as clean girl as like the internet claims and like i feel like a lot of beauty publications claim is like the big the big winner right now Mm -hmm. i feel like we there is like with like those isamayas and stuff like that we get we're having a lot more fun and i feel like though like we're not like the ones at like um Michaela's level or something like that it's like we have our community and it is a very big community that has a lot of spending power you're talking about Boston Michaela yeah okay I was Noguera I think no no no, Noguera sorry girl (sighs) I genuinely have no idea but yeah like that that goes to your point of like you made a great point of just there's product beauty mm-hmm. and then there's like aesthetic beauty. Mm-hmm. Like I have n- never done a product review. Like I very rarely do a product review. And like, if I do, it's something that like I've never tried before mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. I just thought it'd be Or that's something that's like interesting. Something that's like brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I do, I am sometimes like that person where like, when I go to like those special effects stores, like one of my biggest videos ever was my matching my teeth to my lips or whatever. I need to I buy was, that still. You sent me the link. I still need to buy yeah, it. It's the first, I want to make it clear. That was not nail polish. That oh. was a, yes. People thought it was nail polish. And I was, it's a special effects product just called tooth paint by Kryolan, Ben Nye has it. But I went to the store and I see this like red tooth paint and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I I love stuff like that. Like I bought a- start turning. That's where my look, I start thinking of new things. Like I bought like that mouth dye. I think I sent you that too, this like blue mouth dye. And it's like, these are all safe for you. It can create completely new ideas and new frontiers. Cause a lot of times I have these ideas of like really intense things, but I'm like, I don't know how to do this safely because mm. I have- as I am one of those people who will do anything for the look. And I realize sometimes like I need to like pull myself back because it is like some of the things I do are dangerous and I don't advertise them online because I can't. But there really are a lot of avenues for like cool new stuff you can go out there. So like, like I just recommend even if you're not in like New York or a place where it has those like professional stores, just go on the websites of like, again, like Alcone, Manhattan Wardrobe Supply. I'm trying to think of like uh, other big ones, but in they... Canada we have, um, I think we have Backstage Cosmetics. Yes, um, yes. Uh, we we have like a Malabar. So I'm not sure if they're still there on Queen Street. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Canada we do have some options as well. We, yeah, we, we have, have like the Cryolons, the Ben Nyes, the Mayrons, mm-hmm. like and that's... go through the entire like kind of product spread, and you'll find <laughs> things that you're like, 
what like what is this like i'm actually thinking right now like this, this is separate to that but like the unseen beauty have you tried like those, yes. like i'm wearing their eyeliner right now and i think it's like kind of coming through where it's a little bit lighter but like every time a new a new one of their products well, i'm like this is so cool like, like genuinely like just new technologies and that's like when i get super inspired because like what like with Isamaya, i feel like a lot of it is she's like world building right now mm-hmm. and creating like these aesthetics whereas like the products themselves are high quality but not like it's not like a special effects kind of foundation brand but like the unseen beauty kind of takes that and is pushing like n- genuinely like new literally never been done before products mm-hmm. and I, I always like every time they have a new launch I'm just like I cannot believe like what they've come up with and the science is so interesting yeah they're definitely like pushing like the technology boundary of makeup which is so like it, it's one thing to say hey I'm gonna build a I'm gonna make a black eyeliner but when a camera light flashes on it it's gonna look like tv static you're like okay mm-hmm. have fun and they actually do it and it their works. product photos that you see online is actually what it looks like. There's no mm-hmm. BS there. It genuinely works, which I think is, it's it's incredible. It really is. And like I tried, they had a color changing eye paint that reacted oh. to your body's heat. Have you tried that oh. one yet? Yes, it is so cool. I don't think, I don't know if it's available anymore. I think because they were like doing product testing of it, mm. but it is, it's like, it looks like peacock and it's, sometimes like I will say it's like not as practical for like everyday usage because like to get it to really show like it's a bit more faint but like if you put like a hair dryer to it it's like blue and then if you turn it to cool setting it's green it's like it really does work but like even with like the flash active activated eye paint sometimes I think to myself I'm like do I need it like do I need to use this today like I, I'm not gonna be taking <laughs> photos but then the product, like, I'm so happy they released new colors because, like, this genuinely is, like, a really good red eye paint. Mm. Like, even if I'm not doing... It's, like, a little bonus that if I take a flash photo, like, it's going to show up with, like, these speckles. Yeah. And so, like, that's like that's where I'm really excited about beauty right now. Like, I just... I think we are kind of entering, like, a new era where we're kind of pushing for just newness and reinvigorate. Yeah. And I think, like where I kind of want to go with that next is I just, this is kind of like, I want it to be a reoccurring question for everybody, but like, what do you kind of define beauty as, or where do you feel the most beautiful? What do you find beautiful? Like it can be like, it can be as abstract as you want it to be. Ooh. Okay. I, I've been asked this question a couple of times and my, my answer always changes, but what mm-hmm. I, and that's the, exactly what is amazing about beauty. It's that right? completely abstract. I, I like, I feel like I sit down with myself and actually thought about it. I was like, what, what does beauty mean to me? And mm-hmm. for me, it means being comfortable. Yeah. I'm not aiming for the hottest girl in the world. I'm not aiming for certain bars in order to make myself like, like tens. Like I'm not going for that. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I just want to feel comfortable. And that's what makes me feel the most beautiful. People always, for people who've like never met me before, or they see me on the screen for the first time, they think I look like this. 
because I'm crying for help. I'm an attention seeker. I want to be different, right? I say with my full chest, and this is not me just like putting on an act because I'm truly not. I feel like I was always meant to look like this, right? Mm -hmm. Take a look at, have you heard of the Black Alien Project? Mm -hmm. Look look what they're doing, all right? To get their sense of normalcy. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing with me. I've been bald for nine years. I don't think I'll ever grow out my hair because I feel the most normal like this. I'm covered in symmetrical tattoos because it just feels like my skin. And that's how I truly feel beautiful, right? When I, when, back in, when I lived in my suburban, like Caucasian predominant neighborhood, I was like, the longer my hair is, the more beautiful I am. You know, if I, you know, do what Taylor Swift is doing, I'm like, girly pop, you don't even look like that. Like, you're not going to, what's the point of trying so hard when it's not going to work out the way you want it to? So I, when I started like getting all this done, I started feeling more like myself. Mm -hmm. And And it's like not, I think you can kind of like boil that down to like the individuality aspect of like, we will never look like somebody else. And the most powerful thing, like I can say for anybody is once you find that like spark, that look or that feeling, mm-hmm. that's when you can kind of soar. And that doesn't mean also that your beauty is going to be as extreme as ours is. I mean, even like one of my great friends, Hannah, she wears consistently like a graphic liner and she's been doing it for years. And that's just like her thing. She loves it. She looks amazing in it. And she stays with it, not because she's scared to try anything new. She knows she'll build on it. She'll take it away. Like, that's just what makes her tick. And I think when you find that, it is so empowering because you feel, you don't feel like you're searching anymore. It's kind of like you're, you're grounded and you know, you, that's when you can start moving and start mm-hmm. kind of exploring other parts of the world when you are like sound in yourself. And I'm like, for anybody who's even listening, that's not kind of like on, on that same page or who may think like this is an attention thing. It's like, really, I've, I, I think also we don't, though we are in the internet and everything, when I'm in public, I really don't want attention. Even if I am in something crazy that's just like what I felt like that day. And like, there are times when I'm like, oh, like now I have to go out in public and like have to do with that. Like I was painted green a couple days ago and I had to go pick up a wire in Soho. And that's, and legitimately like- it, Just doing all the side quests. I know I was like annoyed because I kept getting like stopped by people. And like, even it was, it was nice. A lot of it was like people wanted to take my picture or whatever, hmm. but I was just like, I just want to go get a wire. I'm like, I'm going to have to take all this off. Like, I like this look too. Right. And so though you can disagree with us all you want and think we are doing it for attention, really, I feel like once you are in that mindset, you know, it's like, it is just integral. Like my parents for a while thought I was like craving attention. I wanted attention because of the way I looked. I'm just like, I wish this was not like the avenue of how I, how I felt the most comfortable, but it just is. And mm. And hopefully, like, in more time, people are able to kind of do do the same for themselves. And I hope, like, we can both, through our content, whatever, keep pushing that forward. 
Yeah, as my father always says, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. So you might as well do right by you. Exactly. I I feel like we're the definition of doing right by ourselves because people will come and go. You know, I used to do a lot of things for the validation and attention of other people. Mm -hmm. And they're nowhere. They're not around me now. So I wasted all that time pandering. Being untrue. Yeah. And like... I kind of want to, this was one question that I kind of, I wanted to ask from the beginning, because this kind of relates to personal styles. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to go into completely the topic of trends, because I always find that a bit of like a kind of pretentious topic of people either being like, I feel usually the answer is always like, I don't like trends or whatever. But especially with like a if you have like a signature technique that's gone viral, like that lipstick, the lip, like I keep going back to and the lipstick, like that one spurred a lot of like press attention, social media attention, people recreating. Do you ever feel like territorial over these techniques? Or are you, do you get like excited? Like, oh my gosh, like people are trying this out. Going back to your point on trends, I personally kind of like them because it gives people a chance and an opportunity to try something new. Mm-hmm. right when it comes to like that cold girl trend I was like oh I've never put blush yeah. on like the very bottom of my nose before let me try that yeah it was not a look for me personally but I tried and that's why yeah um when it comes to my like the techniques that I use I because I'm not gonna yeah. say that I've, I've come up with this stuff like paper popularize that's like a great way of putting it mm-hmm. you put attention more attention to it yeah in my perspective, coming from the fact that I truly believe that there's not a lot of ideas that are original anymore, mm-hmm. including a lot of things that I've done. Like we've done a wax paper transfer before we've done the like acrylic paint pours. Like that's, I, I just did it with makeup. Like that's, yeah. I, with those techniques in mind, when people try it coming from the basis that, you know, this thought although I've done it with makeup wasn't originally it it wasn't originally mine I don't care I don't no idea is original if people try it that if anything makes me more excited yeah because that lead to another idea that they have my one thing I saw I grapple with is like I just think as long as the credits there I feel like that's where it is important because like let's say like going back to the art world like if i'm trying to think of like a good example of this but like again no really ideas originally there have been a lot of like really progressive artists who've done abstract works and you may think like they all look the same or whatever but i think having like giving credit to where some of the origins for where you recognize the origins to be i feel like that's the most like ethical way of going about it of course Mm -hmm. like at some point with trends it kind of gets lost but I think as long as we try our best to kind of give credit where credit is due like that's like my one not rule but I always want to make sure if I ever even like if somebody's idea spurs another idea of me being like oh I was like inspired by this and giving like that flowers that credit yeah because again, we are all a community and we all have different minds. We can all pave our own way. Mm-hmm. And I think like with your idea about trends, it is great that trends give you something to follow and rebel against. And I feel like you can 
with the trend, you can realize maybe that is for you and you keep doing it past the trend. And right. then I think it's just the intention that we have. Like as long I feel as you're not doing the trend to get the validation from other people that you're following, then it's completely like, you. it is a healthy thing. And that's just not even just healthy, but that's just how I feel like humans work. So yeah. like have, just make sure if you're following a trend or something, just think like, why? Like <laughs> you can be following a trend, but doing it for yourself because you found it cool. Mm-hmm. And I think like that, that like gets us to a great, point of like where we are with society of just like I think at the end of the day like coming back into ourselves and understanding like why we're functioning the way we're doing is like the best and healthiest way of like even just being happy and feeling beautiful at the end of the day and wanted to for the record for the trends thing I personally don't mind the or I like the trends that involve makeup looks Mm-hmm. right different makeup looks when it comes to product you've seen those product trends right being like this lipstick will change your life yeah right just for that for just for the stitches for the views for that like that kind of trend i personally don't really co-sign mm-hmm. um because it gives there's a word for it when people like panic buy or like they just yeah. like impulse shop yeah impulse buy yeah just impulse buy something because everyone else is like jumping on this whole trend like for me I think a good example is um I got sucked into it and I hate myself for it the black cherry or like that Revlon raisin rum yeah yeah yeah. rum raisin lipstick yeah like the Clinique black cherry I knew it was gonna look god awful on me I still bought it and I gave it to my mom because it looks much better on her but I was like why did I buy this when I know purples don't look good on me Mm mm-hmm and that's, and that's, again, going with intention, like, in, intention with buying. Because, and being on a social space, like, there are undisclosed ads. Like, we've been through a million controversies with it. Like, even, like, with, like, you cannot, even us, I would love to be, like, you can trust me 100% or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, we are people, like, not, our opinion of something does not mean you are going to have the same opinion. So you have to just think to yourself, will this work for me? Like, obviously I try my best to not be biased, but again, we are humans. Like if a brand I love sends me something, I am not going to lie, but I do try my best to show it in the best light or Mm -hmm. figure it out. I don't want to just like swatch and be like, oh, this is ugly. Let me not put it on. I want to figure it out. And I guess that can be, that can be biased. It cannot. It all just is up to interpretation of how you feel but i love like just having that transparency of just think for yourself do you could this work for you would this work for you yeah everything we do is is based on personal preference mm-hmm. right we we have the formulations we enjoy we have the eyeshadows we gravitate to right where yeah like you know like my skin tone like compared to yours where like i'm like a lot warmer like lipsticks that you like probably are like not my cup of tea and vice versa yeah right so and that's how just how it is and i feel like nice. you don't we, there are so many different skin tones so many different undertones and i feel like once you understand what works for you you don't have to deviate like you can it is fun to experiment but like with me i i am not in a red lip today but like most days i am in a red lip i just like how that looks i don't wear warm tone nudes 
I very rarely even wear a neutral nude. I like cools. Mm-hmm. I I don't wear. I don't like. I have very specific things that I know I like. Do you do like I put the other things on what? Did you like topes ever? Sorry to yes. interrupt. For okay. eyeshadow, like I love like my gray tones, like that's where I'm comfortable in, and I feel like I just knew like that's for me. I love that. And I, again, that just goes back to experimenting and figuring out what you like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think now like unless you have anything else you want to say about this i want to get into a couple rapid fire questions and oh yeah it's, oh my goodness one hour 39 i know guys you you go right in for a treat we weren't <laughs> even planning going this long no i i genuinely was so nervous going into this being thinking like i feel like i'm just gonna have si- like there's gonna be like five minutes of silence when it comes to me and you're just gonna be struggling like pulling teeth but no this has been I know I'm guys and this is insider tea this is the first interview for the podcast I don't know when this one comes out in it but this is the first I'm the doorbuster like I literally before I was like I was like shaking I was like oh my god like I don't know like how I'm gonna like keep it going because I don't want to again like I love just like the human nature aspect of it I don't I want to make sure everything flows well I want to make sure everybody's comfortable I don't want it to be like pulling teeth, like I said, to get answers out. I just, I want, I want everyone to be comfortable and I want to get real answers. Right. Like, again, that's, that's with subversive beauty. That's like the biggest mission. Like I just, we're, we're trying to get to the idea of what beauty means to as many people as we can ask. And like, that's why I always like may I've been watching forever and I am so blessed that she decided to join us. And so I I wanna I wanna get into like our little like bonus round, I guess, of just yes. like quick things. I wanna ask everybody these. Okay. Is it like so, a one word answer? Or like No, no okay. just like quick questions. So like do you have like a um what's your favorite makeup look you've done? As of recent, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not saying it because I got the views for it. That's not the case at all. I was just really happy that it worked out, the inverted blue makeup look. That one was, those are (laughs) one of those things where it's like, it was like a, such a cool idea and such a feat to do. I could never, yeah, it was that, I I have to say that probably was one of my favorites too. Thank you. And um, what make? Or I guess I asked this one earlier. What makeup brands excite you the most? But you can just repeat them again. Yeah. Um, again, looking around, this is not in any particular order. We got Blend Bunny, Mayron. If we want to go theatrical makeup, yeah, high quality. I still need to try Viseart, so I'm going to bring a note for that. Pat McGrath, Clarosyke, and then what, what about for base? What do I like? House Labs for base. Yes, the, mm-hmm. I, the foundation didn't work for me the just because I'm super oily. Oh, it was, I I'm, love the concealer. Really yeah, I like the pat for my oily girls. If you have been wanting to try the House Labs one because you like how the finish looks on them, try the, the Pat McGrath one has been like a really big go-to of mine. Really light. It's kind of like the face and body MAC texture, which mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're discontinuing MAC face and body. They and reformulated getting- it. It's not like a Studio Radiance one. No, I think they're discontinuing Studio Radiance. It's like all 30% off on the website right now. So like I need to like get, 
I need to get in contact with like some of the Mac people because I need to know because that's that is probably I've done so many videos on it. That's like always my number one I go to mm-hmm. the Mac Face and Body Foundation. It's so good. It's I love like, the smell that, of it. Me too. Okay, do you feel the same way about the Krylon TV paint sticks? I love. I you tried them. Ne- I like never. Know. I know. Oh, I want to get the white. It's just like. So Krylon here, we don't have it in stores. It's only e-commerce. And oh, this yeah. and the swatch. Have you seen the swatches? Like the little yes. color boxes? I'm like, this is They don't is make in- sense at all. Oh, this is insane. <laughs> There's so many. And it like <laughs> I've had because I've done so many videos on Krylon. Like I love that paint stick. And I tell them, I'm like, guys, like genuinely, either you're gonna have to buy it from a place that lets you return used makeup, and you're gonna have to pay- buy a lot of shades. Or you just have to wait till you get in store. I the only shade I ever bought online was 070, which this is also a pro tip for anybody looking to buy a white base. 070 by Krylon is pure white. It is a white color. TV white is meant for like camera work. So there's more of and it's more like a skin tone white. There's a little bit of pink in there. Oh, so is it so, more like brightening? Yeah. Mm. So I actually use that for my highlights because I'm pale, but I always like, I remember going to that store and, like, not really understanding if the TV white was the white one. But 070 is white, white by Krylon. I'm writing this down. No, it's because it, it's kind of essential because they don't really, act, like, those, that's the one thing. Like, if I were to ever do a makeup line and have it be, like, that pro focus, I want it to still be accessible to consumers because... Mm. Their swatches it, are terrible. Yeah, it's, and <laughs> it, it's so, it's just so confusing. Like, even in store, trying to... The undertones are weird and they're really full coverage. So you kind of have to play around with it, with shade matching a little Mm -hmm. bit. But once you do like those products like that, if you're, if you're somebody who travels a lot and you, but you don't want to carry like concealer, foundation, all that, it's so good. Just for like, you can spot conceal with it. You can do like tap some on, blend it in with a brush and it's like super skin like. Do you feel it on your face though? Is it like, super thick it's okay it's like one of those things where it's kind of like what you make of it i feel oh like if you you are like a drag queen where you are like circling it in it Mm -hmm. is heavy but like like what i do is i kind of just like take a circle 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 on the nose and then just like kind of blend it in with either i prefer a brush with those kind of like thicker like um uh creamier foundations and like just work it in but it gives you like that the shine of skin even for how like full coverage it is a grease paint or no i don't i don't know if they're a grease paint if like they're technically considered a grease paint right but they are super skin like like that's the type type of stuff they would use for like marilyn monroe's on film so it is like a it is meant to be skin link even though it is full coverage mm-hmm. so i think that like even just for anybody like i remember this is kind of when i was um I shop at these makeup stores, these professional makeup stores a lot. And one day they were really busy and I'm like friendly with people there. And I was like, I was like, if you guys need any help, just like, let me know. Um, and so I'm like walking around like shopping and I see this lady and she like asked me, cause I'm always like kind of dressed in black. And she asked me like <laughs> if I was working there and I started shade matching her to the Kylon TV paint sticks. And um, when I tell you it was so hard because like it, the, the undertones are just a little strange, but she loved the foundation. So I was like, there and, she was, and she was older too. 
like so it does work for a lot of different tech like textures like my mom i um i need to get her one um but i want to oh okay so this again goes back to art what is one artist like fine artist everyone should know are we talking about like the greats or are we talking about like makeup artists like greats like painters like outside of makeup because i think it's fun to get so this is my personal favorite um there's a couple when i read this question like this is a fantastic like it got my mind going Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's okay it's more than one don't worry bridget riley fantastic optical illusions um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, large scale works actually like one of my first tattoos is like an ode to her um from obviously Basquiat and then okay Francis Bacon he has nothing to do with my personal taste in makeup however there's something about Francis Bacon's like triptychs that that move me use of Mm -hmm. color tone the way he portrays human beings like that mist of like everything is kind of like floating away or like disintegrating Yes. And it's, I'm so happy you brought that up because that's actually the documentary um, that he has um, a, a brush of violence or something like that mm-hmm. that's on YouTube. That's what got me into art history. I was always interested, but that was a documentary really? and I was like, became obsessed. And so I am a Francis, I love Francis Bacon. Like I have a couple postcards on my wall with him right now. He is He needs to legend. exhibit in like in Toronto. I don't think, has he... Is there showcases in New York of his work? I mean, like, not... We don't have any full um, shows right now, but I know at MoMA they have a little room of him. And, like, I'm, I'm like, from around D.C., and, like, D.C. has a couple individual works by him, Mm -hmm. but I know the VA in London a while ago had, like, a huge retrospective, so I'm... I don't know if it's still there, but I, my aunt got to go see it, and I'm just hoping one day I get to see a full one, but... Oh my god! I'm those answers. I feel like are also a good kind of showcase of the makeup too. Like Basquiat has kind of like that sketchy style, yeah. then like the optical illusions always with like your like you shade so well, mm-hmm. and then Francis Bacon just like that kind of like wild card energy. And then do you have any advice for anyone starting off in creative makeup of that more abstract style? <sighs> don't niche your, da- your uh, don't niche yourself down too hard. Okay. If- I I found myself doing this when I first started out, like graphic liner, right? When that was a trend back in the day, I only did that look. Mm-hmm. And then once I realized, and then when I, once I got bored of it, I didn't know what else to do because that's all I've done, right? I didn't know what like what else would make me happy. So try everything once. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, you can wash it off at the end of the day. My favorite. Document everything. <sighs> Make sure you look into yourself and not other people, right? Where other people might be doing incredible looks as well, but that might not be like, you know what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it might like, not be. It just might not be your look. And yeah. I think, like, and a, a great analogy to this is like, 
the way I do my blush, that was, I used to always do it like where you were kind of supposed to, where everyone is always like, put it up here to yeah. lift your face. And then I realized I was like, that doesn't look good. Or I mean, it looked fine on me, but it was just not what I wanted my face to look like mm -hmm. because I'm very, I have a very slender face and very hollow. I was like, I kind of wanted that like Rococo cherub look. Ooh. So like when I put it here and like, this is just a little, this is just shade and light, but I focus right like there was like that trend for a while Ooh. where people were like doing contouring in like the in this area yeah but like that's what I do color. with my blush like I put the darkest shade here so it creates like actually still a natural contour without like a um what's it called without doing like a gray tone shade mm -hmm. because contour is like it, it's like a game of shade and light and that doesn't always have to be with a cool tone shade even though um, historically that is what like a contour is like that's the difference between like a bronzer yeah but you can do that with anything and just by knowing how you want your face to look or how you look best or how you feel best I should say mm -hmm. you're kind of that's how you can get to the point where like now we do feel pretty um much like ourselves because we've done like the the thinking for so long on it and no, I agree with and this is gonna be the final question and then we're gonna sign off i want you to define your aesthetic in three words aesthetic oh i would say experimental mm -hmm. wacky love <laughs> and Experimental, wacky, and emotional. Mm, I think especially with like more, like our more abstract works, I feel like that emotion, like a lot of people forget, like this is generally like art for us. Like this is a release. Yes. And I'm trying to think if we have any loose ends. Do you have any more things you want to say to the viewers um, where they can find you, things you have coming up? I don't know, anything? Ooh, the plugs. Um, okay, well, my name is May Peng. You can find me at Microsoft. So that's M E I C R O S O F T. Every day, Bill Gates doesn't send me a cease and desist. It's a great day. And of course, she'll, everything will be linked below. Like, May is genuinely, like, you can, for our visual watchers and everything, like, the mug is stamped like the tattoos are amazing like really this was such a pleasure of mine to have you and i've as somebody who's obsessed obsessively watched beauty content for so many years like you have always been genuinely like one of like my biggest influences and i'm so happy to have you as my first recording guest yeah. and with that i bid everyone oh, yeah. a what wait I'm so dead. I can't believe... Wait, oh, so I think this is connected to my laptop. So if I do this, sometimes bubbles will... Yeah, I'm dead. That's like literally the perfect way to end that. That's a little treat for everybody. And I thank you so much for being here. And I cannot thank wait to see you. what else you have in store. I'll talk to you thank soon. Thank you for... I don't even know what I'm going to say. I'll thank talk you for me. being here. And I will see y'all later. <laughs> <laughs>